0: and as we seek to point Christ to those who are lost and struggling. We had an engaging conversation with my wingman, wife, and coach, Christy Mandelow, about struggle. We said that as the winter is over and now we're moving into spring, we could have a renewal of our thinking and a renewal of our perception about struggle because the truth is we are going to struggle. And so we should struggle well. We said that a military term, a forcing function, uh, when something is forced upon us and it causes us to commit to some action or thinking, or in some cases, inaction, in paralyzed thinking, but nonetheless, a forcing function will cause us to change. And there's scripture in the Bible that talks about struggle is good, and there's scripture in the Bible which says we will struggle. And so our contention with this series is we're going to struggle. Let's do it well. Let's have that struggle be transformative in our own lives. And let's have it be transformative in the lives of people who see us. And we're going to talk about that a little more today with Christy Mendelow. And Christy, welcome.
1: Thank you, and hello, everyone.
0: Yeah, as guest and wingman in your dual role.
1: Two parts, wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) Friends, before we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserve for about another month, I have to preface my comments by saying that this is my personal perspective, and it does not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, We come to you today seeking your truth, Lord, your love, your understanding. We come to you today in a world filled with struggle and conflict, economic struggle, political struggle, personal struggle, Lord, and war, as we pray for those in the Ukraine. and Father, we just ask you to guide us in all things. Help us to give our control and our perception of control to you because we know you are kind and faithful and that you will lead us. And so we come to you today seeking understanding and growth that we may better glorify your name. And we pray in your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So here's some thoughts about struggle. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the very second I read, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform. That implies struggle.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's plain and simple. Don't be shocked. Uh, How about this one? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So the truth of all of this, friends, I say with tremendous humility and love, is that we are spiritual beings living in the world. We're going to struggle. This is a place of struggle. And we're not even meant to be here. And the very worst thing that we could do is give up heavenly citizenship to invest ourselves completely in the struggles of the world with a temporal perspective that forgets about eternity with Christ. And another scripture, uh, while we're on the subject, I'm just opening my Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So, not all things are good. Some struggle is very painful and uh, real, and some struggle is unnecessary and very sad, but God will use it all for good. He works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, we're talking about struggle At the end of the last show, we talked about giving up the facade of control, the delusion, the illusion, giving (laughs) it all to God, looking at reality. What is actually real here? What is actually happening? For example, I'm stuck in traffic. Mm. And then you say, okay, what can I do? Well, I can wait patiently in line.
1: I can change my thinking about it.
0: I can change my thinking. Nothing has been done to single me out. For special persecution, I can (laughs) choose to think about this differently in a more uh, productive way. I'm going to be part of the solution. I'm going to wait here. I'm going to let people in, and I'm just going to feel peaceful about this, and then guess what different actions follow. So last week, we talked about the think-feel-act cycle, which the world would like to be the feel-think-act cycle. So God says, think-feel-act. He talks about the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And that means thoughts, right? Yep. And then the world that we live in today says, oh, no, your feelings come first. And then you can sift the facts according to what you want to feel.
1: Self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> so that all of this
0: nonsense can take place.
1: Yeah. We create, our, we create our own world.
0: Yeah. It's bizarre because think, feel, act. That's very concrete. What is real? These are the facts. I think about the facts. I have these feelings. Uh, is that feeling justified? Well, no, I wasn't singled out for punishment in this traffic. There's just a traffic jam. Okay, so different actions follow. But then in the world, it's all perverted, where we're all supposed to think first about feelings.
1: Well, and what if that's God holding us back in traffic from something that is uh, an accident or something bad that's ahead of us? In his perfect time, a, a Proverbs 16, sixteen nine comes to mind. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you wanted to wrap up last week's show, we said that there is a forcing function. Something happens. We have to take action. We're in a place of struggle and we're going to decide whether that's going to help us, change us, grow us. We talked about we go to the doctor, we find out we have high cholesterol. Now we have to eat differently and work out. And so we get a gym membership and then we go to the gym and we have to just do one exercise to change things, do one thing differently. And we talked about just doing some pushups.
1: Yeah. And, you know, listeners might be terrified right now because they're thinking about exercise. But so we're talking about spring. Let's think about a butterfly. And I know people have probably heard this little story or or idea before but if you really think about a butterfly and how it it grows and forms and becomes that butterfly it's in a chrysalis and it is struggling within that chrysalis and there's this story that um, somebody comes across that that sack where the butterfly is moving and shaking around in and struggling within this little sack and somebody wants to help to get this the the butterfly out, and so they clip it open. And what happens? It doesn't become a butterfly. It needs to go through that struggle. Its wings struggle. weren't fully developed because it, it didn't struggle. wings weren't fully developed, yeah. And look at that. I mean, that's a beautiful thing to think about with regards to struggle. God created that beautiful butterfly, and it needed to fully develop inside that struggle so that they can fly.
0: And the struggle was good, and it's it's how the... Butterfly develops its wings. Yeah. And what immediately comes to mind there is thinking about children when we make our, our children's lives too easy. We don't allow them to struggle or we don't guide them into struggle. Then what's inevitable in life is struggle, but they don't know how to struggle effectively. So then it just all becomes about feelings and uh, all this nonsense. Okay, but let's not talk about progressives. <laughs> so. Um, we're struggling, and you had a scripture that you uh, that resonates with you about struggle.
1: Romans 5, 3 through 5. Um, that struggle, we're talking about the butterfly, uh, rejoicing in that butterfly, in those sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I think it's just beautiful. Then that that is the butterfly.
0: Yeah. Rejoice. And Paul talked about how in his weakness, that's when he was closest to Jesus. Yeah. And is that not true? And so when you talk about being reduced, reduced in your circumstances, reduced in your perception of your circumstances, something has happened and it's going to force struggle upon you and it's going to force change upon you. And your perspective of that struggle and the possibility of amazing change is going to be what determines whether or not you actually do change. So you can struggle for nothing where you stay stuck or you can struggle and have good come of it. And the example that comes to me is divorce. I've mentioned before that I was divorced years ago and Uh, at the beginning of that divorce, the world offered all kinds of advice. Do this, do that, do the next thing. And I said, in a year's time, this will be over. And at that time, I'll be a man reading his Bible and I will read words like compassion and forgiveness and mercy and I will either feel like a hypocrite or I will feel like I did my best. So right now, with my eye on the desired end state, with my eyes on this vision of transformation through this terrible struggle, this vision of I'm going to show the world what a good struggle looks like, I went through this very painful process of divorce, and that vision guided me. And so... As we move through this episode and as we talk about struggle and as we talk about struggle that's forced upon us, we can have a vision of change and growth where we will either make use of this struggle, progress through it, be more for it, become the butterfly that we're supposed to be, or it's going to be a set of circumstances that tears us down, reduces us, and leaves us less than we were before. The choice is up to us, and it's up to our faith in Jesus, who will lead us through all things and is closest to us when we are weak and suffering. Stay with us.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelow. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support.
0: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and I want to talk to you about something incredibly courageous right now on the subject of struggle. In the last episode, we talked about the adulteress was about to get stoned, having been caught in adultery by the Pharisees. And when asked what he thought of the situation, Jesus looked at her accusers and said, Who is free from sin? Let him cast the first stone. And as they realized that none of them were free from sin, he then turned to the adulteress and said to her, Go and sin no more. He put her to a choice. You have a choice. What you do next adulterous lady, and I just say that because it's from the Bible and I don't really know what to call her. Ad- ad-
1: yeah, it makes sense. Any, we anyway, know the story. Y-
0: you have a choice. Go and sin no more. You've been forgiven. You stand free of your accusers and of these accusations. So right now, as we step into spring, what I want to say to each of you is in the choice that we have, To go in peace with Jesus. To ignore our accusers and to genuinely repent. To stand in the glare of the truth and say, I don't want this struggle to be for nothing. I want to be more tomorrow than I was yesterday. I can't do this by myself. I don't want to drag this big bag of regret with me. I want Jesus to free me, to break these bonds, and to let me be the butterfly that I want to be. So as you drive, or as you're listening to the show, what I would say is, if you haven't accepted Jesus, you can do so. You can ask Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior to quiet your accusers and to lift you out of your struggle, and you can do so at any time, simply by saying what it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, where it says this, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And you say that, and you ask Jesus into your life, and you ask him into your circumstances. And he says this in John chapter 10, verse 11. You will not be put to shame. And so as we stand here in the season of renewal and spring, let me just say that if you ask Jesus into your heart and allow the freedom of his loving redemption to lift you out of your struggle just by saying that you believe in him and you ask him to be your Lord and Savior, then you can just say, okay, what's the next right thing? What would Jesus do next? Ignore your accusers. Just concern yourself with doing the next right thing, like me and my divorce. It wasn't about what the world told me to do, this, that, and the next thing. It was about what vision did I have for myself and where did I want to go with my life and was I going to let the struggle tear me apart or was I going to ask this struggle to make me more into the man that I wanted to and so that is available to us if we have the vision for it
1: so and he's with us in all things all things are possible through Christ and even in our unbelief and I'm trying to find the this scripture I think it's mark twenty three nine twenty three and twenty four. Um, yes, Jesus said unto him, "If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him who uh, him that believeth." And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, "Lord, I believe; help thou mine unbelief." Probably the King James version. And I love that. All the <laughs> thou's and stuff like
0: that are a little hard, but I love that. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief.
1: Yeah, I've held on to that one I like short scriptures and help me in my unbelief is what I say is because there are moments where the mind does take over. And in the first show of this series in struggle, we talked about the power of the mind, but when we can know that there is an outcome such as the butterfly as the renewing of the mind uh, and that we can renew our mind and change, change our thinking and renew our mind, then There's also grace in that at the time that we do begin to maybe doubt. Jesus will meet us right there.
0: Yeah. You know, we watch TV and we see global news. And you've heard me say this before. And we see what's going on in China and North Korea and the Ukraine and Russia. And we start thinking of ourselves like we're Henry Kissinger and we can actually change those things. And the truth is, yes, we vote. We vote for our elected officials, but we don't act at the strategic level. We don't act at the global level. We act at the tactical level, at the ground level. Right here, right now, where you are, you have an amazing opportunity. That is the truth. That's the reality. And worrying about things over which you have no control causes you to forfeit the uh, opportunity that you actually do have. And so we talked not long ago about why do people do that? Why are we so busy in the criticism of uh, Washington and the criticism of China and Putin and worrying about all these different things such that we miss the local opportunity that we have? And I think sometimes to avoid the accountability that we have for what we're doing or not doing right here, where we are with what we have, We worry about things over which we have no control, partly to avoid accountability.
1: Yeah, we're afraid of change.
0: Well, partly to avoid the accountability for the things over which we have control, which we're not doing. Right. Remember Pastor Jeff Neal, uh, when he was on the show, he said, maybe you can't cure all hunger, but for the man outside your office who's uh, hungry, if you just buy him lunch, you can cure hunger for that man for the next four hours.
1: Well, to be real, we probably like to hear ourselves speak.
0: We uh I think uh, I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> what are you
0: talking about? Sp- I I'm a radio show host. I guess I like to hear myself well, speak. Well,
1: you but you're speaking uh, and acting. Acting taking action as a part of your ministry. We are doing this together as our part of We we could have talked about a radio show for years and years and years, but you took action. And here you are 3 years later speaking every week to the hearts and minds of listeners out there about being a courageous Christian. You've taken action. What I'm saying is I think we like to be mixed in the middle and just talk about stuff because we don't like to, we don't like accountability and we don't want to change. There's um, a scripture, not a scripture, wow, not a scripture at all, but a quote in a movie that I love, a couple quotes that I love, but in this movie, Eat, Pray, Love, we will settle. We will settle for living in misery because we are so afraid of change.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're alluding to being stuck. Yeah. Uh, tell tell us more about that being stuck.
1: Well, there's a lot to it, but it's ultimately our mindset. I just always go back to the way that we're thinking about the situation we're in. If we're stuck in a place we're telling ourselves a story about whatever that is. Uh, um, uh, we and when we can begin to change our thinking. I mean, it's. I said it's simple. It's not easy. We become unstuck. I. I yeah. like to. I tell a story in a class I teach about this. Just imagine, if you will, a mundane pile of papers on your table. And immediately people start going, like I even get an unsettled feeling (laughs) inside my body when I think about that mundane pile of papers. And so I start asking people why. Why are you having this feeling that you're cringing at the idea? Because I've now just imagined that this mundane pile of papers are in front of me because what? We're imagining maybe there's a bill in it. Maybe there's something from the IRS in it. Maybe there's something I don't know about it right and ultimately where does that lead us we're afraid of it we're afraid of that and we've just imagined it it's not even a pet pile so of rather papers than that's digging <laughs> in and dealing
0: with things we as they come yeah uh i think there's also sometimes i say we hemorrhage in place where we are bleeding to death slowly over the course of 20 30 40 50 60 years on this planet because we think that this life is all there is and we're afraid of what's next You know, when you watch war movies and the guys in the war movie are getting shot at and you always think to yourself, man, if that one guy just jumps up and runs toward the machine gun and throws a grenade, then he could blow up the machine gun. Well, now imagine in reality, you're that guy and you're getting shot at. And you're going to keep getting shot at as long as you stay stuck in that place. Your choices are stay there and eventually get shot or jump up and try and do something. But it's hard because yours is the only life you have and you're not somebody watching a war movie. That's you and you're in it and you're thinking, man, I hate where I am, but I'm terrified of what comes next also. And I think a lot of times we're stuck where we are because... We don't know what comes next. We don't know how it's going to look. We're afraid of it. Yeah. And then if you just dig into that pile of bills and you say, okay, I'm going to open three envelopes tonight and I'll actually don't open mail at night. That's a terrible. No, thing.
1: don't open mail. Don't do open, open okay, email so morning, or mail. Yeah. Tomorrow morning <laughs> I'm going to
0: wake up and I'm going to open these letters, and I'll deal with it as it comes. And by the way, the one thing I'm going to do differently is I'm going to confront things. That's my one thing. Last show we talked about, I'm going to do push-ups. This show, it's I'm going to address this, and I'm not going to be afraid because I can either stay here and hemorrhage, bleed to death, or I can jump up, do something defining, do something uh, growing, and we'll see where that takes me. And by the way, I trust that God, God has me.
1: Well, and that action m- moves you. At least it, m- it, it moves you in some direction. Maybe it's not. So by that definition, you're unstuck. Right. So at least you've taken a little bit of action, even if it's one little step.
0: All right. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about one of Christy's favorite words. It's Rumination. And we're going to find out what being stuck and the word rumination have in common. Stay with us. We'll be
1: back. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
0: Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mandelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT The Word.
1: What a friend we have in Jesus.
0: Friends, you're listening to Courageous Christianity. I'm Richard Mendelo, and we're talking about struggle in part two of our series. And that song is amazing, and it always is. What a friend we have in Jesus. In whatever struggle we are in, whatever our circumstances, we are not alone. And as we think about how to move forward, we were talking in the last segment about you can't just stay stuck. You can't just sit there in one place, and uh, the world is uh, getting shot at, and we're just slowly uh, hemorrhaging. We've got to take action And I said we were going to talk about one of Christy's words, uh, one of her favorite words, which is rumination. And Mike said he thought that's when you redecorate. But uh, (laughs) it's not, Mike, Uh, Mike, the producer. Rumination is not when you redecorate. It is when you get stuck in your thinking.
1: Yeah, it's think of it like um, a tape that you're playing over and over and over. Uh, of of, of a thought Uh, and so I I have to take it to divorce (laughs) because I'm a divorce coach and and I hear a lot of this is replaying even out loud telling me the same story over and over of what the soon to be ex-spouse has done to this person and it actually takes us back to that place when it happened, at least the perception of when it happened. And so even it's been proven in your body chemistry and your brain science that it's almost like you're back there. So you're playing this bad scenario over and over and over in your head, like it's happening over and over and over again.
0: So something happens to you, and uh, it's painful, and maybe you feel powerless Uh, to change things, and you can't not think about something. Right. You have to replace those thoughts with something else. Yeah. So you're at this place of choice where you say either I'm going to keep reliving this painful time, this feeling of being stuck, along with the racing heart and the high blood pressure, And the worries about uh, bills or the IRS or um, divorce or any of these uh, sickness, any of these very difficult and real-life situations, we're at this place of choice. We can't just not think about it. So we decide we want to make a choice to think about something else. And so my first step in that place, in that process, right there, if I was sitting with somebody who was struggling I would say let us pray because what you're going to do there is you're going to detach yourself from what has happened and the stories and the rumination and you're going to focus yourself on God who has the ultimate control over everything and you're going to ask him to lead you into new thinking based on a choice. And so the choice is sometimes very difficult. The choice to say, I don't want to feel bad anymore. I'm going to start eating healthy and do some push-ups."
1: Well, yeah, because we, as we've grown up, maybe our family background or whatever we've been involved in, when we've made a choice in the past, maybe we got in trouble for it. Maybe we had a bad outcome. Uh, maybe we've never learned how to make a choice. And so it can be scary to kind of step out there and and make a choice when we don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be.
0: So we don't like our current set of circumstances, but fear of the unknown right. causes us to stay stuck. But you have to know this one thing, friends, it is a choice. And I love that story you tell about the uh, teacher in school.
1: Yeah. So very powerful to me at just a big aha moment. So I was, um, back when I was married long ago, I was the stepmother of three children who lived with us and our youngest had parent teacher night and uh, they were kind of taking us through the day in the life of the kindergartner (laughs) and we were uh, the, the kids were in a line going to their next classroom and I noticed the kids were just very well behaved and literally in line right and so I made a remark to the the Um, teacher and I said wow they're so well behaved look at them they're all in line like figuratively and literally and I said however do you do that and she says well when one of them gets out of line figuratively or literally she says I just put my hand above their head and say make another choice and if you can listeners imagine that just right now kind of you know six inches over your head, raise your hand flat over just your head. Just gently place your just, hand. Yeah, just yeah. very ever, just like hovering, make another choice. But what we've learned as we've grown up is, Susie, Bobby, you're bad. Get back in line.
0: You're doing something you're doing wrong something as opposed to wrong. you have the power to make this choice. Yeah. You know, I love the whole thought of putting your hand there is number one, uh, it says look up. Yeah. Perceive what's above you. And so it's not like this teacher is going to smack the child on the head. It's that she's taking a moment to take them out of these circumstances where they're not getting the reaction they want. They're not uh, right.
1: Right. They're out of line.
0: They're out of line and saying, look up and make a different choice. And imagine if each of that, if each of us, when we're not making good choices or when we're not in a good place, has the integrity to say, I'm not right in this situation. This situation doesn't feel good. It's not helping me. It's not helping the people around me. I'm not being the person Jesus wants me to be right now. Look up. Say a prayer. Lord Jesus, shield me from this evil influence. Help me to make a choice to seek you in all things. And then you say, okay, I'm going to choose these thoughts and then The feelings follow from those thoughts and the actions follow from those feelings about those thoughts. And then you're productive and you're doing something different.
1: Yeah. Doing something different is, is so important. And, and what we tend to do is be our own worst enemies. So it's not the teacher that's reprimanding us for getting out of line. We have to first realize is it's usually what we're repeating in our heads about ourselves. Oh, I'm a terrible person. How could God ever love me? But God, if you're thinking about God putting his hand just above your head, my child whom I so love, make another choice.
0: Yeah. I think we have perceptions of things which aren't necessarily beneficial, and yet we pursue them anyway. Uh, A couple months ago by now, I was off somewhere doing Marine Corps stuff, And I walked out of the on-base shop, the on-base exchange, and I'm in uniform, and this young sailor walked past me, and he didn't salute. And I stopped him, and, you know, he's a young sailor, I'm a colonel, he should salute. And I said, hey, uh, was there a memo that I didn't get? Are we not saluting today? And he says, sorry, sir, I didn't see you. I was distracted. And then he salutes me. And I salute him back, and I said to him, what's going on? Why are you distracted? And he said, well, I just reported into the school, and I don't think that I'm smart enough to get through it Mm -hmm. because I'm good at physical things, but I'm not good at school. And so imagine this opportunity that I have to speak into this young man's life, somebody's son, somebody's brother maybe. And here he is nervous and scared, and he has this perception that he's in trouble because he did not salute a Marine Corps colonel. And all I wanted to do was help him. And we, we talked for about five minutes, and I encouraged him and said, hey, you know, anytime you do something new, it's scary. And then a week from now, you're going to be like, man, I own this school. I'm doing great. And then don't forget, you can ask people for help and they'll give you extra instruction. And so I think sometimes in life, we do something wrong. We're not getting the reaction that would be beneficial or that we should get. And we don't necessarily stop ourselves and say, sorry, sir, I didn't salute. Or sorry, Lord, this isn't right. And we don't necessarily make a new choice, even though we don't like where we are. And one of the reasons is because we're afraid and we're fearful that we're going to be in trouble or we're fearful of the repercussions. And then imagine that kid was probably afraid of me because I look like an angry old man. And instead, we just had a nice talk together.
1: Well, and that could have just been a defining moment for him. And in the previous show, I shared a, a quote Uh, that I love. It's our moments of struggle that define us. How we handle them is what matters. And what you did there is what, and I think you've referenced this too in the shows, is when we are at a place where maybe we are aligned, then we can speak into other people's lives, um, helping them out of their struggle. And that's what you did. You, that was a defining moment for him, um, helping him make another choice, him not being reprimanded.
0: Yeah. So imagine this, friends. We all get sideways from time to time. The world leans on us. The world wants to conform us to the world. And we're told, do not be conformed to the world. So at the intersection of our faith and the world, there's going to be struggle. Somebody's going to get changed. Either the world's going to change you or you're going to change the world. Now, sometimes we keep doing what we're doing because we're afraid. And we don't want to be accountable. And it's sometimes hard to be very honest and just say, sorry, Lord, I was distracted. And so we go on doing buffoonery. But if we just stop ourselves and say, sorry, Lord, I was distracted. And help me to get back on track and shield me from evil influence and help me to be the man or woman you want me to be, Father. And I know I wasn't right and I can get right. And I know you'll help me. All of these things are predicated on a real perception of real facts not trying to get out of the truth, uh, the accountability of the truth, but fully empowered by Jesus where we are with what we have and determined that this will be a defining moment and tomorrow we're going to be different. And we're going to talk about that in the final segment. Stay with us. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply, as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at Christianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking with Christy Mendelo, a Certified uh, divorce coach and a coach accredited with the International Coaching Federation about transformation, about the power of struggle to force transformation in our lives, depending on whether or not we want transformation and whether or not we view struggle as a positive thing. Yeah. So it's always amazing to me. If you want to get in shape, you're going to go to the gym Maybe you'll have a personal trainer. You're going to lift heavier and heavier weights and you're going to get stronger. You know mm-hmm. that. So you jump into the process. And what you know is you just have to show up and have a positive perspective of this experience at the gym and good things are going to happen. Yeah. And those good things are going to involve pain.
1: Yeah. I just started at orange theory.
0: <laughs> Very good. They're going to involve uh, pain and change discomfort and discomfort and you have to do something different tomorrow than you did yesterday if you want change and so if you look at the gym of life spiritual beings on the earth scripture tells us do not be conformed to the world so we know we will be in a place of struggle jesus is our personal trainer and we know that we have to just come to him each day with a positive view of struggle and that transformation can be ours.
1: Yeah, it's a, it is the choice that we're talking about. And so I would just challenge the listeners to check their relationship with the word struggle. And, you know, just understand that the word struggle and the meaning of the word struggle is only defined by how you perceive it. So you can change your thinking about struggle as is it an opportunity? Are there possibilities in this struggle? Or is this terrible awful? And I always go to a quote, you're probably tired of me saying it, but I love the movie E Prey Love. Another quote that I love. Um, she's talking about the Augustium and uh, and she talks about she says this, then I looked around at this place, at this at the chaos that's endured, the way it's been adapted, burned, pillaged, and then found a way to build itself back up again, and I was reassured. Maybe my life hadn't been so chaotic. It's just the world that is, and the only real trap is getting attached to any of it. Ruin is a gift. Ruin is the road to transformation.
0: Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Struggle is the road to transformation, and that transformation will either take us closer to Jesus or further away from Jesus, and which happens depends on who we ask us to guide us in transformation. Yeah. So if you ask Jesus to guide you in transformation every day in the struggles of life, then each day you'll be closer to him. And so what are these struggles? Maybe it's paying bills. Maybe it's dealing with traffic. Maybe it's dealing with a difficult person. I laughed a couple of weeks ago when Pastor Steve said sometimes you run into sandpaper people <laughs> who just rub you the wrong way. It's true. But if we have this perspective that we are on this planet to get schooled and to grow and to change, and if in every one of those intersections we seek Jesus, then we'll be more like him each day.
1: We seek the opportunity to seek Jesus, and in that opportunity there is hope.
0: So let me just tell you something about Christy that I was laughing at earlier. She just said that Eat, Pray, Love was a classic movie. (laughs) I was joking, but it is a classic to me. (laughs) When I say classic, I'm thinking Shakespeare, right? (laughs) When Christy says classic, she's thinking like the latest Jason Bourne movie (laughs) or maybe James Bond because she loves action movies, and I think that's awesome. So... uh, I think it is so important to just relax, to give control to God, to submit, to give up the illusion that we're actually in control of all of these things, to give up our desire for these various outcomes, and to just say, man, today I'm in the process. And Jesus says, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what I'm doing.
1: One of the things that we're reminded as we get a new certification or in in coaching is to trust the process. There is a process in coaching. And I think this speaks to also trust, which is a big topic as well. But if we choose to trust the word, we choose to trust Jesus Christ, uh, then we will see it it trusts the process that he lays before us in the word. We will see that transformation.
0: Yeah. So if you think about the reasons why we don't trust,
1: it's a big cycle or
0: change (laughs) or let a certain set of circumstances remold us. I think the first place we'd have to go is fear. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons to be afraid. Uh, Christy and I were talking about fear, and you said uh, like an emotional based fear. Well, Well, there's your example.
1: There's a lot of fears. Um, What I oftentimes talk about fear, though, is it's a false, if you want to say, expectation that appears real about something.
0: About something. So fear for me, if you if you ask me, what am I afraid of? I think it would be failing fear of not measuring up, fear of not doing my job, fear of not being the colonel I'm supposed to be or the marine I'm supposed to be. More importantly for me, fear of not being the man that God wants me to be or that Jesus wants me to be. And I think if I spent too much time in that place, I'd never do anything. Yeah. And so uh, we have to look at these various fears and say, hey, it's normal. It's okay to feel that way. But courage is doing something in spite of fear.
1: Well, in the middle of that, asking what is real.
0: So to ask if a fear is real or right. if it's just an imagining.
1: Right. As we've been talking about in these two shows, that perspective. So it may be a, a fear when we go through that exercise of grounding our feet and saying, is, where is this fear? Is Is there somebody actually standing before me that is about to hurt me? it could be all of the thinking in the mind. So check yourself on that.
0: So I wouldn't in a million years make light of all of the struggle in which we find ourselves today. Not at all. There is very real family struggle, financial struggle, struggle with health, struggle with uh, hopelessness, despondency, uh
1: We've been wearing the
0: anxiety. We've been wearing these masks for two years now. There's COVID and all of the uh, concerns around that. There are the political manipulations. There are serious economic concerns about inflation and the price of gas and the impact it has on our jobs and our economy and our nation. There are concerns over this culture in which we live and the direction things are going. There are geopolitical concerns where we look at what's going on in Europe and Ukraine, and your heart has to break. And so it's not that we're making light of struggle, but what we're saying is this struggle can be defining. In each of these opportunities, there is a choice. And if we imagine God's hand over our heads lovingly, protectively, and if we look first and foremost to God and we say, what is real? What is happening here? Um, what is my opportunity here? Lord, please guide me into that opportunity. Then we will change and we can change the world around us. And that's the truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. And Christie already spoke to the scripture for today, which comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, which say this, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So if we give ourselves over to righteous struggle, then God can do his work within us. And we are never alone. Friends, please remember, Jesus walks with us and the Holy Spirit abides in us And when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit. So in all of our struggles, the little voice inside us which guides us and warns us and reminds us to think about others with love and compassion is the Holy Spirit. And that's where the choice is. We listen to his voice. We listen to God. We listen to Jesus. We listen to the scripture or we listen to the world. I said this in a close of a show a few weeks ago, and I want to say it again. God loves you. He is careful and kind, and you are special to him, and he does not make mistakes. So your circumstances can be made to be for good, and you're special to him, and he is going to make sense of things. Not that everything is wonderful or easy, but he will make it work together for good. And so that gives everything meaning. And that helps us to be the person we're supposed to be. And that brings us to our quote of the day, uh, somebody I love, Sir Winston Churchill. And he said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And I love this quote because it emphasizes the need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. At the same time, we know that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So you could keep putting one foot in front of the other and walk in circles. How do you avoid that? You seek the Bible. You seek God. Because Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 reminds us that when we trust in God, he will make our paths straight. With the Holy Spirit as our guide and Jesus to lift us up when we fall, our struggle will transform us into the people that we are supposed to be so that we can serve God, his children, and this struggling world. And that... Is Courageous Christianity. Friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, the Word, at kkht.com or on Courageous today, or your favorite podcast app where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify.